accurate. Yeah, I saw him dancing. All right, so <laughs> welcome everyone <laughs> to another episode of the Transform Recruiting Podcast. I'm your host as always, Brad Owens. Uh, but today I have the dancing, the wonderful Mr. Josh Atkinson. Welcome, sir. Sweet. Welcome, Brad. So awesome to uh, get on your podcast. You know. Yeah, uh, I appreciate the dance moves. Uh, it's always the yeah. awkward part of when I do video interviews. I'm like, okay, it's just quiet for audio. Um, all right, so <laughs> I the name of this podcast came about because uh, I truly feel like one of the industries that's ripe for change is recruiting. I feel like we wanted to highlight on this show the uh, tech, the ideas, the people that are changing the focus of recruiting. And uh, I know you and I just had a chance to catch up just a little bit. And I can already tell you are not only a person, but you have the ideas that are that should inspire change within the recruiting industry. Uh, so before we dig into those, I want to make sure people understand where you're coming from. So can you give everyone just a, a little brief elevator pitch background of yourself? Sweet. No, I appreciate it. Uh, Josh Atkinson. I'm uh, coming into you from Northern Virginia out here in Bristow. I was a, a Marine Corps veteran, uh, served 11 and a half years on active duty, uh, everything from flying jets, landing on aircraft carriers, uh, special forces and, and human intelligence and logistics and planning and a bunch of other fun stuff. So uh, got to serve and do great things, deployed twice to Afghanistan and then left the military, got into construction project management, uh, government program, uh, consulting and, and projects and then became an accidental entrepreneur, ironically now trying to help veterans really learn what I learned about, you know, why project management is a great career field and trying to bridge that divide between military and industry so we can help our recruiters and companies out there that want to do the right thing for veterans. Understand what the heck that means. Right? Sure. Um, so okay. excited to be here. Uh, yeah, awesome. Well, I will say on behalf of my entire listenership on myself, we appreciate that you did all of that. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, so. Let's just get right into it. So I truly believe that in the recruiting industry, and you already kind of mentioned it, um, the term, the idea of, hey, we recruit veterans is very much pitched as a, oh, hey, here's a candidate pool we may not have thought of before. So they want to go into it and they're like, oh, we're going to get all these new applicants for this stuff. And then they have no idea what to do with them. Uh, yes. What have you seen high level from those organizations that may say, recruiter friendly or we recruit veterans or whatever. What are some of the trends that you're seeing that just don't match up? Uh, I think it'll start with the job post, right? I think from the job post listing, it's already missing the mark, right? And I did a talk with city leaders in El Paso, right? And they're like, we're trying to recruit first term veterans, which means I've served for at least four to five years. I've probably had up to 40 direct reports and I was probably running full on leadership campaigns in some form or fashion getting shot at. And I look at the job post and it's like, under supervision, drive a truck. R really? L like, by myself, I need a babysitter to operate a single vehicle. And you want me to apply to that with enthusiasm and passion. Uh, sorry, no thanks. I don't even want to apply. But we're trying to hire veterans. I was like, so there's just this complete miss, right, from the job post to the individual I talked to. Right. Or I've even said, hey, you're retired, you know, on the senior level, you're a retired veteran. That means I don't have to pay you as much because you have other benefits. I mean, so there's a lot of disrespect. There's a lot of just confusion. There's a lot of completely missing the mark, you know, I think on what a veteran is, what a veteran brings to the table, why it makes a ton of business sense to hire veterans. But again, when you have that conversation, right, the dating matchmaker conversation between a recruiter and a single right? Trying to marry them to a job. And you're like, you don't even know what the heck I have or what I am. 
and you're not pairing me well, right? And, and I, I've used a term that recruiters like Ford observers, right? In the military, a Ford observer is given a targeting profile. And if they see something that matches that target, you pull the trigger. Hey, boss, I just saw exactly what you wanted. Fire, right? The enemies come into the crosshairs, pull the trigger. And recruiters, to me, are kind of the same thing. They're looking at targeted requirements given to them by a hiring manager to find something that looks like this. And yet what they're looking for, a veteran may or may not ever have, right? And they may have a lot more. So there's a language miss. There's just so much of a, like, again, not for lack of want or care or desire. It's just, it's a complete miss. You know, like two ships passing in the night, right? Like just completely missing each other. And then both are frustrated or the veteran gets hired and they start the job and then like, I, this isn't what I really wanted, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a gap on the veteran side, not knowing who they are, what they really want. There's a gap, I think, on the recruiter side that has no idea the true talent that they have in front of them. So they can't even help them find the right seat on the bus. Yeah, there's a disconnect in um, expectations versus versus reality on both sides. Correct. Both sides completely. Correct. Uh, completely. So we obviously need to do better. We need to have better programs in place, better support in place, better job descriptions, expectations, whatever. Um, we can dream up this gigantic future of here's what it should be. Here's what we should be doing. Here's all this most awesome stuff. Um, if I think about the recruiting industry and the firms that I've run and everything, it's typically those one, two, three year people out of college. They just kind of fell into this job. They thought, oh, this seems kind of cool. They have no idea what they're doing. How what would be like the first thing that you would do to help these newbies to really know that when they're going out saying that they are veteran friendly, what are some of the things that they need to keep in mind? Like what is just the quick hits that you would want them to know? Uh, so three main things you have to understand. One, know what the branches of the military service are, right? Flat out, right? Know the difference between the Navy, the Marine Corps, the Army, the Space Force, the Coast Guard, and the Air Force, right? Like just understand that there's different branches and each branch has its own microculture that comes with it. Two, understand the difference between officer, enlisted, and warrant officer. Right. Go search it. Right. Because every member of the military is going to fall into one of those three descriptors. And all three of those descriptors come with certain understandings. Right. Enlisted don't require a college degree, although many have up to master's and doctorates. Right. Warrant officers are kind of an in between. Many of them are subject matter experts. Right. They are the people you rely on in that field to have all the answers to the test. Right. They're advisors, they're consultants. Right. They're great at what they do. And sometimes they're brutally honest to a fault. Right. So understand that that's what you get. On the officer side, every single person is a college graduate and they all have clearances, right? I mean, so you can just take that as a general understanding that says, look, the people in front of me come with at least this, right? In simple words, you have blue collar, white collar, and then light blue, I guess, if you want to call the one officer kind of the in-between. But some of your blue collars are exceptionally educated, right? They've been managers at multiple levels. I mean, I have people that are enlisted with no college degree getting a PMP certification. Well, that says you're supposed to be an experienced project manager. Well, you are, you know, so I think just understanding, you know, those categories. And then the last thing is called an MOS or an AFSC, Air Force Specialty Code or a Military Occupational Specialty. Every person in the military is given a job title, but that job title is only about 25 to 30% of what you do, hmm. right? Because even if I'm a truck driver or a mechanic, great, I drive trucks, but I'm also then possibly what's called a squad leader which means I have 12, 20, 40 direct reports that work under me. And as a part of that responsibility, I'm making sure everyone's physically fit. Everyone's going to school. Everyone's room is clean. Everyone's taking care of their families. 
right? You know, their last will and testament are done. Like my responsibility as that expert in mechanics goes way beyond just doing that job. And I think that's part of the bigger miss, you know, is that you're not just the job title, you are so much more. And the need to have a conversation, you know, what did you do? Let me fully understand the responsibility you had, the level of responsibility you had, so I can have a better conversation about, is this a right fit for you? You know, I think I'd, I would start there for anyone looking to, to hire veterans, you know, have a respectful conversation about what a veteran is. Yeah, and I agree. I think that the problem that we all face in our unconscious bias of you know, just truly trying to put things in categories, it it makes sense why we ended up here from an evolutionary perspective of, okay, I have to really quick understand, is this thing a cheetah or is this thing a possum? Like, I really have to understand really fast. <laughs> yep. So it makes sense that as we progress, we all want to be able to make quick decisions. We all get graded on our decision making and our quick decision making in whether it's in the field or if it's you know at some corporate event we all get measured on our quick decision skills so it makes sense that everyone would want to lean into a just a category just to be able to lump things really quickly into categories and say boom 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 i'm ready to go uh like we all do it we do the man woman we do on race we do on sex we do on whatever we all just like these easy categories to be able to lump people in and recruiters who are brand new to the field, who are really just trying to prove themselves really fast. They want to be able to quickly identify and quickly just say, all right, category here, interview, push, because they get graded on how quickly they're it's doing these things. <laughs> it's just absurd. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there might be some metric change that we need to do to align with those types of goals of truly trying to be friendly to this type of demographic. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you that it just have a conversation people slow down have yeah. the respect to be able to actually answer the questions that these people are going to have to give them the information they're going to want to need to they're going to need to be interested in your specific job like, correct and know. i think it's just that there's a language difference there's a huge language difference right mm, and so? um one military acronyms right what we call a job may not directly align to what the industry title is for that job if there even is a standard, True. right? Even in the military, the fact that if I say I'm a logistician and I do logistics, every single person in the Marine Corps has been through the exact same school. So if you're a logistics officer, you've all been through the exact same school at the exact same location and know exactly what that job description is, no matter where you do it. But if I go to industry and say, oh, I'm a logistics professional. Okay. Are you like robotics and Amazon fulfillment centers? Are you mm. like, there is no standard. So we come out of the military thinking that every job title, if I say project manager, one near and dear to my heart, right? They're supposed to all be the same and they look, taste, tell, you feel the pay, like it's all standardized. And and the reality is that it's not. And the job title is really the bait you're using to get somebody to apply to a job because they think that's what it's supposed to look like. So we create advertising, right? Jobs, a job title is a hot or not profile, right? To get somebody to say, oh, I think that's attractive. I want to go learn more. But there's no book standardization. So from a veteran's perspective, they're always standardized. From your perspective, you know, recruiter perspective, they understand what that job is but you have to first define your terms. What am I going to do in that job? You know, and from an experience standpoint, a veteran isn't going to have the traditional pedigree that you're going to look for because I haven't worked in your world. I've worked in a different world and the terms don't align. 
right? right. Even project terms, we you know call it a PONM, plan of actions and milestones. Okay, that means nothing to a civilian. We use work breakdown structures in the civilian world. Same thing, completely different term. So I've had veterans with 30 years in saying, I don't think I meet the three years of experience for, for project management. Mm. So you have 30 years of experience doing project management. Why? Just because I don't speak the same language, right? It's a terms problem. I mean, so yeah. <laughs> so people who listen to this podcast for a while will know my bugaboo around applicant tracking systems and how they filter only on keywords. <laughs> I absolutely hate that because every single person you're describing right now, even if they're a 100% fit for this job, will get filtered out and get the Dear John letter immediately. Yeah. And this, you know, we talked about dating, right? And, and I use this, I was a requirements developer for the military as a consultant for five years, right? And Part of the difficulty, and I coach this to transitions, uh, to just veterans as well, is that a job title is a solution, right? The hard skills are a solution, but what is the actual requirement, right? I'm looking for someone who's articulate, disciplined, does what I need them to do without being asked, shows up on time, isn't going to embarrass me and solves a problem. Okay. But what I'm asking for is a doctorate degree with nine certifications and all this stuff. So we make an assumption that somebody with these attributes or these solutions is going to actually meet what I want to have without saying what I really want to have. And, and using a dating analogy, that's like, you know, from a guy, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for a five, five blonde with a specific cup size. And that's supposed to equal relational fulfillment, right? Like sure. that's going to make a great relationship. Yeah. No, I want someone who's funny and articulate and, you know, has the same belief system that I do and the same morals. And, but I'm not, listing that on a job description, I'm giving hard things, not soft things. And jobs are about relationships, right? So back to hot or not, I'm only giving you the outside view of physical characteristics. I'm not giving you the hard underscore view of what this relationship really qualifies for. You know, and that's where I think veterans make such great employees is they come with like soft skills and spades right? Conflict resolution, adaptability, creativity, right? Like out of the box thinking, but job descriptions aren't asking for that. ATS systems aren't filtering for maturity. They're not filtering for personality type. They're not filtering for strengths. They're not, they're filtering for these hard skills. And in that case, like veterans are lacking, right? They're not, and they may even try, but again, the school I went to didn't call it what the school you went to called it. So I don't use the right words. I don't have the right pedigree which is why I think a conversation is so important because when you have that conversation, it's like, man, you're the perfect hire. Okay, great. But I'm never going to get flagged in an ATS system. Mm -hmm. So you might actually get a lot of enjoyment out of this. So there's a, um, if you haven't already done one, you need to be on stage at one of these. They're called Disrupt HR events. Oh, I'd love uh, it. <laughs> you need to look for one because right. I did a presentation called Soft, Soft Skills Suck. And it was this exact conversation of they suck because you can't quantify them. How the hell am I supposed to put that in a job description and tell my recruiters to look for these things? Because you, it's so hard to do. And the pushback is always, well, have a conversation with them and truly understand. And then all the hiring managers go, yeah, but that takes too much time and all this. And my whole thesis to this thing was suck it up, buttercup. Like it's going to take longer to hire. Have a freaking conversation. It may take longer, but I work in sales, right? It's about sales funnels. The biggest thing is I want all this stuff into the top of the funnel so that by the time I get to the bottom, I have somebody that's a qualified lead. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. You're, as a recruiter, dealing in relational matchmaking, right? Plain and simple. You are taking someone who's in search of an attractive single, 
to pair up with another attractive single, right? The hiring manager needs someone to join their relationship team and you're looking for someone who's a good relational fit. You know, sometimes they're more technical, sometimes they're more soft, like, but it's a relationship thing. Well, relationships aren't described on paper, but knowing your personality, right? Like Myers-Briggs, disc profiles, strengths finder profiles through, through, you know, discover your why, like those things I think are things you could possibly even refer. Hey, I'm looking for someone who's this potentially for my team, right? And, and put a top five category strengths profile out there. I'd like you to have this stuff. I know based on my personality, I'm an ENTJ, right? I value efficiency over relationships. Okay, great. That's just my personality. So I'm looking for someone who's comes with this characteristic, this, this type of drive. I need someone who's fire and forget, right? Like I want that. Now, ideally I'd like you to have a technical background in these areas, these certifications, this understanding. So I don't have to give that to you, but everybody says I can teach you hard skills. I can't teach you soft. And yet we recruit for hard skills. Like, <laughs> People on video, people just on audio can't see this, but I almost jumped out of my chair. Yes. <laughs> totally agree. You know, and that's why I think certifications are so powerful because like in project management, a lot of your project team is soft skill development, right? Why? Because my project team can quit whenever they don't like it. So if I'm a bad manager, my team leaves and I fail to meet my outcome, right? So project management skills, whether it's like agile, process improvement, PMP, waterfall, like whatever you want to use, so much of what I've learned through project management was soft skill development and increased leader development, which the military gave me in spades, right? I mean, they teach you so much about leadership development, conflict resolution, things like that. But industry goes a step farther because in the military, my team can't quit. Mm. So we teach you leadership more in a tactical, get shot at, solve the mission standpoint, not warm, fuzzy, care about your team, emotional standpoint. Industry actually does that better, right? Industry cares about the emotional team. I think probably to a fault now like they go way overboard like oh she didn't like this good that's called thick skin and grit like you need to get some grit i'm sorry Mm -hmm. um but pairing those two things together i think you you can round out what veterans do in leadership by giving them better understanding of soft skills and certain certifications teach you those right and i think asking for some certifications or understanding of these technologies or there's ways to do both i think there's ways to do both not probably to a perfect end but maybe to a better end so you don't waste a lot of time. I mean, how many profiles do recruiters look at that are not even worth anything? You know, or you use an ATS to make it more efficient and you're actually missing really, really good people because it's not looking for the right thing. Yep. So anyways, just some ideas. I mean, I love the ideas. Uh, so here's what I'll say. <laughs> um, I feel like you and I could definitely talk for hours, but here's what I want to do. Everyone that's listening right now, please go to the description for this episode because you're going to find Josh's LinkedIn profile. Go there, hit him up, talk to him, try and understand the little things that you can do to change up your hiring process. Because this right here is proving what I say every single episode. We suck at hiring. We suck at it. We look for the wrong things. We have a process that's built around the wrong things. We have filter mechanisms that are built around the wrong things. It it just fundamentally needs to change. I get that we're not going to do all of it, but you can do little things to change. Go hit up Josh at LinkedIn, especially if you want to get introduced to some people that are project management professionals with that PMP certification. He's got you covered there. That's what he kept alluding to. Um, Please go check him out. Josh, thanks for at least taking a couple minutes to shed light on how much we suck at recruiting, <laughs> especially when it comes to veterans. So I appreciate you being vulnerable and, and telling us like it is. Oh, I love it, Brad. Thanks for what you do. Thanks for the privilege to be here today, you know, for a few minutes. Again, hit me up, guys, if you want to talk, not just veteran recruiting, but just life change in general. 
we've got to build better awareness, step one, so we can create a desire to make the change we need. So thanks for letting me be a part of this. No, absolutely love it. All right, everybody, if you want to hear some more things like this, go hit up transformrecruiting.com or bradowens.com. I'm there. If you want to send us a note, it's hello at bradowens.com. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you listening here. Go make some change happen.